Hi everyone, this is Muhammad from... Wait, I've seen before. Before you listen to today's episode, I just wanted to put a disclaimer um, uh, to the fact that we haven't published an episode for the past two weeks. Uh, Truth be told, uh, we were working on a special uh, 2021 in review episode. Um, We did record it. Uh, It was almost finished, I guess, but in the end we decided to uh, go against publishing it and we stuck to the plan. Uh, Maybe in the future, I don't know, uh, we're going to talk about movies we talked about on that episode again. Maybe uh, I'll publish the episode in some rare format that feels better because uh, it, in all honesty, I was not happy with the final product and the quality. And while I am all for being a relaxed person, when something is bothering me, I'm not going to let it, uh, you know, annoy me. And so uh, that's... The main reason we have, we've had this two-week hiatus, um, we are sorry if you are a fre- frequent listener. Uh, we hope to um, continue our weekly uh, schedule. Uh, every Monday, you can hear us talk about two movies, or maybe sometimes maybe more. Um, and we want to continue this throughout the. Uh, current new year 2022 and i should say that i should say happy new year to everyone who celebrated it um i know we're very late but we hope you have a good year full of great movies and you know great life thank you for listening again i hope you enjoy this episode We'll get it. We'll get it. I remember that. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> welcome to episode five of Wait. I've seen it before. Why sip? Uh, so far, we've had a science fiction movie. We've had a medieval fantasy. We had a superhero movie. 
we had an action thriller movie and this is gonna be a second action thriller movie in the same veins but also very different yeah it's again a movie made by a foreign director which was very acclaimed and had a good style even it, more so than the uh, cash one yeah, yeah from episode before and then uh, it became it came to America it was given to a very stylized director like incredibly stylized director I will get to your thoughts on him <laughs> because I know yeah you, you don't share my love of sparkly <laughs> but um, it was downgraded incredibly but the thing is did Ralph of Man have nudity? I don't remember. No. Not even male nudity? As far as I remember, maybe... Maybe... No, I, no. I can't remember. Well, this one has. A lot. So, yeah. Let's talk about father fucking. Okay. What, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I've been thinking about that the whole ride here. Like... <laughs> It took nine minutes from my house to yours. And S- sorry, sorry. Spoiler alert! <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about father fucking. In, in case of Spikely's movie, it's double father fucking. <laughs> um, yeah, this episode is about one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't know about you. I really love it. I think it's uh, Park Chan Wook's Yeah, obviously best. we're not talking about... Oh yeah, yeah. Like, so old boy. It's one of his best movies. Like, <laughs> fuck do the right thing. It's. Oh man. Oh god. I'm oh. sorry. I'm gonna eat a candy. What? That's some ASMR shit. Yeah. <laughs> what flavor is it? Strawberry. Uh, raspberry. Oh, okay. Which is, I think, it becomes. Tamish? No. Tamishki is uh No you can just see. No, it just as raspberry, that's the problem. Yeah cunts. You can't whatever. <laughs> okay. Um Old Boy. First of all, before we start, what was your first Park Shan book movie? It was Old Boy. Oh like, really? Yeah. Um the first time uh, uh some of you may know, others may not. I I am a big gamer. And um, so I used to buy these magazines called Bazirayane, which is which were about you know games, and it, it it wrote a preview for a game called Prototype. I don't know if you remember that game. I remember Saints Row Four, which was based on Prototype. <laughs> so in that uh, preview, uh, there was the name of a movie. Accidentally enough, it was Old Boy. And it was written as this masterpiece in revenge cinema, revenge storytelling to, in general. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'm going to see it. And after seeing it, and considering I was, I think, 14 or 15 back then. Oh, God. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and for today, I'm even more, what the fuck? Because, you know, as you gain experience, you just realize how sick and fucked up this whole story is yep and uh, and you can't blame it on the japanese for the first time it's 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 korean's fault y- yeah old boy is based on manga I think. but it's not it, the story is not the, the same. same yeah the it doesn't not. have the incest which <laughs> it's a big theme by the way this is going to be an incest heavy episode <laughs> it is going to 
Um, I don't know if you know this or not, but Park Chan Wook is quite hated in his home country. Because of incest? Uh, yeah. He did incest? Uh-huh. Did he no, do? but the fact that, you know, in a country that is quite tame with their, oh. you know, family and relationships like that, you make a movie where um, the brother and the sister are fucking each other. It's kind yeah. of... On the nose. Yeah. I know. Uh, I mean, anyways, yeah, yeah, I saw it around 10 years ago, and again, I was like, holy shit, what the fuck? <laughs> and I have seen it on and off again for the past couple of years. Not as mm. much as some other movies, but it's definitely on my top, at least top 100, definitely uh, top 50 even. <laughs> I understand. Um, and I really do love Park Chan-wook. I think he is a fantastic director. Um, he is a fantastic director. His work... Uh, the is better than Bong Joon-ho. Erfan thinks so too. What? Erfan thinks so too. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that because I do think they're, uh, they are different. quite different from each other. Yeah. Like, one is quite the clown. Bong Joon-ho is, yeah, yeah, quite the absurdist in contrast to... Park uh, Chan-wook. Chan-wook, yeah. They, they, they're like, I think, in a way, they're like uh, Haneke and uh, Tarantino. One of them is having fun. The other one is like, really... If if you want to compare... Uh, uh, again, I'm going to reference my friend Erfan. He compared them to Spielberg and Scorsese. Like, one of them ah. is more, more mainstream. The other is more personal and, you know, yeah. intense. Yeah, I understand. Uh, Speaking of Spielberg... <laughs> I we will get to Spielberg. Yeah, we will get to Spielberg. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm hoping... Uh, I don't know what our next episode is going to be. I think it's going to be the end of the year one. Is that correct? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't planned it out. We should, but... we should have checked the calendar before we started <laughs> recording. But um, at some point, we are gonna we need to talk about Spielberg because his movie is going to come out. Yeah. The West Side Story. We'll definitely talk about West Side Yeah, Story. by the way, West in Peace, Steven Sondheim. Great man. Great man. Um, anyways, my first movie of Park Chan-wook was Stoker, which I first saw thinking, oh, it's a biography of Bram Stoker, which it wasn't, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> and I love Bram Stoker, I love uh, Dracula, and so I was very excited about it, and then it wasn't, then I said, okay, let's see what the movie is about. It was really good. Then I watched uh, Lady Vengeance. Then I watched Old Boy. I think Old Boy is my favorite of his movies. I've seen a bunch of others too. I've seen the, the only one I haven't seen is yet is JSA his like second movie. I haven't seen first, which you told me to see. I think you're gonna really like it. Yeah, I know it's vampires and stuff, <laughs> yeah. and I love vampires. And uh, I I watched the Vengeance trilogy, which Old Boy is part of it. I think Old Boy is, I it's a movie that uh is. The movie of his that I have come back to more than others. For me, it's uh, between this and Handmaiden. I Handmaiden is really good. I like Handmaiden for maybe more personal reasons. You sick fuck. Okay. Thank you. Uh, but I, both, was, I, again, can't, I can't call you that because I watched the incest one and I say, yeah, this is the one I like. I uh, I think both of them are. Phenomenal cinema in every yeah. sense. Yeah. I think 
in terms of direction, Handmaiden is a bit more mature because I agree, but at the same time, I think it's less fun. It's okay. Yeah, I get it. Old Boy is much more fun in what it does. Like there are a lot of stuff in this movie I love. The scene with the hammer where they they do a line to yeah the head of the other dude <laughs> yeah. is trying to murder. Um, first of all, first of all, this is a very postmodernistic movie. All of his movies are though. <laughs> Not all of them. Like Handmaiden is a Stoker isn't very postmodernistic. Not necessarily okay, yeah. but I do think in general he's very postmodern yeah. character, which is weird. When we get to Spike Lee, because Spike Lee is also a very postmodernistic director, yeah. But his movie is like not; it's incredibly classical. We're not gonna talk about it yet. No, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I we'll refuse to, to talk about it until we <laughs> officially talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, where do we start? The father function. Um, I'm gonna go do a really fast synopsis. So, Old Boy is a story about a man who is imprisoned by an unknown person for... Otese, oh, what, what his name was? Otesu. Otesu. Yeah. You need to... I'm sorry, we're watching... Uh, uh, Odesu. No, which, it's Otesu. They say... Yeah. They, we're gonna mispronounce a lot of stuff here. Which is weird, because we didn't mispronounce a lot of stuff in our cash track episode. And yeah. that one had all the French name. Yeah, but I kind of knew... You know, one of the things that I forgot to mention in the episode before is that Kasha kind of made me depressed because... Oh, yeah. I... No. Not for the reason you think. Because I thought my French was still good. It wasn't. (laughs) I did not understand many, many many dialogues that I thought I would. Anyways. uh, I'm Um, sorry to hear that. But on the broad side of it... You're removing that disgusting <laughs> shit from your brain involuntarily. Anyways. By disgusting shit, I mean uh, French, not motherfucking. And we have our French burn of the episode. French burn of the episode. You didn't have one for the last one. I mean, which was about whole, the, <laughs> the whole movie was French. Yeah. Anyways, uh, uh, anyways, yeah. There's this guy Otesu. Otesu, Otesu, uh, whatever. Okay. He is in prison for 15 years. He gets out. And he tries to find who did this. That that's that, that's a good great synopsis. Because that is the brilliance, I think, of Old Boy. Like yeah. for the movie is around two hours and for an hour yeah. and a half, like till the third act, it's a pretty much a straightforward revenge story. Like there's not many twists. It's to a revenge it. mystery because we don't know what is going to happen. We don't know who did it. We don't we are with the character. We don't know who did it, why he did it, where he did it, when he did it. Yeah. And then remember mystery, as yeah. Ali said. Yeah, it, it, they call it a neo-noir, which I guess it can be. The, I, the idea that kind of throws me off is that noirs are usually classified because of their femme fatale, and this movie really doesn't have a film fatale. It has a male fatale. It has a mask fatale. But... <laughs> yeah. Um, as I was talking... Oh, the sorry. Gen- no, it's okay. Uh, I lost the thread a bit. But the genius is that it's pretty much a straightforward revenge mystery until the final half hour, which g- the crazy meter goes fucked on up. Yeah. And everything just collapses on itself. Yeah. Uh, 
by the way, spoiler alert from now on. Like, we haven't spoiled it yet. We talked about brothers and sisters fucking, about fathers fucking. Yeah, maybe we should have done that sooner. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm assuming if you're... By the way, Oldboy is very old. Like, in 2003. Yeah, At this point, you have ago. to just know about it. And, so, and if you haven't known about it, you should still go and watch it, I think. Yeah, it's worth it. It's yeah, definitely it's not it. one of those movies where the if you're spoiled, you're like, yeah... Yeah. The whole, you know, the whole premise relies on the uh, the twist. It, and it's the... Not the twist isn't actually that uh, twisty. You know what I mean? I think it isn't. It's the aftermath that makes it so. Yeah. Like my favorite scene of the movie is definitely. It's not the fight. Yeah, it's the tongue tongue cutting, uh, scene. cutting scene. That scene made it still when I rewatched it for this episode. I still couldn't look at the. Uh, screen me neither it's so haunting it's so good yeah Um, the movie isn't gory by the way as much as violent as as it is it's not very gory Mm, nah it doesn't show show anything they just imply a lot of stuff I mean they show incest but you know they're actors Um, it's not like Woody Allen which did actual incest (laughs) I I think so (laughs) you're not so sure um, yes, things are weird, man. <laughs> there are some oh God. There are so many good things to talk about here. Yeah, let's uh, let's start uh, with the cast, which I think did great. Do you really want to pronounce their names? Uh, it's Choi Min Sik. Choi Min Sik, which okay, I'm gonna sound incredibly racist. Kinda looks like Jackie Chan in the movie. <laughs> I think that was a point. Like. Uh, with the hair and the uh, goatee, he kind of looked like Jackie, Jackie Chan, and uh, which made it funnier for me to imagine that it is Jackie Chan fucking his daughter. But that would have been funny. <laughs> then uh, there is Yuji Tae, which is the villain guy. He is really good. He's really good, and he's kind of like, pretty. His smugness, especially again those final scenes yeah. when Odessu thinks he's like he's won he has you know found the mystery but then he's like yeah no dude <laughs> you, you have no idea I even like the remote thing when it's like yeah it's gonna kill me but nope there, it the, just plays again, the audio small, it's not the whole thing it's the small things that count like there's this incredible incredible scene so after the father fucking yeah. Uh, the <laughs> the fucking is in the middle of the movie. Though. Yeah, the, we just don't know it. It's for the Yeah, we don't know it yet. We and that's the genius. So we don't know it yet. And then the room is gassed, and uh, the villain dude uh, Lee. Lee Wu-O-G. Yeah, we just call him Lee. Yeah. He. Okay, I'm sorry for saying that. Aren't Korean names like the last name first? Yeah. So Lee is like the the family name. Yeah. Oh my God, the families with Christopher Lee. Probably not. Did Christopher Lee did father fucking? I don't. (laughs) Probably not again. Uh, So he lays down with the man and the woman who have embraced each other on bed, and it's just so fucking sick minded when you see it again on the second time, and you're like, dude, he knows. He he did this. To be honest. This is the part where 
I can't believe I'm saying this. Spike Lee's movie kind of uh, added an interesting wrinkle to it. How? Uh, in this movie, is sisters fucking. Brother and sister are fucking. But in the Spike Lee movie, movie, it's the father. father. Father is both fucking the daughter and the son. I actually prefer this version, for honest. Uh, the f- reason I'm saying it is because it's kind of interesting to see that your father fucked you and you made this father fuck his daughter. But we'll get to Sparkly's movies. There, I understand what you mean. Uh, he's incredibly... I even like the crying at the end. Like when, when he remembers... The music sister. in that part. Again, the second thing. The music. music. The music is incredible. Whether it's uh, classical actually, music. Yeah, there's actually Vivaldi uh, tune there. Yeah. I, I don't know which one. I uh, but, you know, it's it's an incredible score. Who, who did the music? Let's Music why? Cho Young-wook. So, what else did he do? Let's see. Let's see. He's done... Mm, most widely known for his collaboration with Park. Park Chan-wook, okay. Okay, he did JSA. He did, did. Old Boy. Did he do Handmaiden? He did... If he oh did my Handmaid- god, he did so many stuff. Yeah, he did Handmaiden too. Yeah, which, I mean, it makes sense. The Handmaiden also had a great uh, soundtrack. Um, the Attorney, is that the... No, uh, nothing uh, nothing outside of Korea. Sorry, oh, okay, okay. Hmm. Well, he did he did a great job. The taxi driver, a taxi driver. I think I've seen that movie. A taxi driver. Yeah, I've seen it. I, I haven't. It's a it's a semi political movie. Uh, it's a good movie, by the way. And the music again. The music in Old Boy is great. Which again? Oh my god! We'll get to Spike Lee, because Spike Lee is one of those directors that has a really good music taste. Oh really? Come on, do the right thing. Has a great soundtrack. So even Black Clansman had a great soundtrack. Oh really? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> but uh, the music is fu- it, it it works. Like uh, I watched uh, Spike's Mister Lee's. I I would now refer to him. Now on, uh, so I watched Spike Lee's movie and I was like, let's go back and see what was missing. And the first thing that hit me was the music. Yeah. It was like... Without the music, I mean, a lot of those horrifying scenes just become normal. The tongue cutting scene only works because of the music. The... I mean, it does work on... No, just watch it on mute. It doesn't work that well. Because, you know... Definitely not that well. Okay, I yeah, get that. that. That's a thing. That's the... All right, I'm sorry, I'm eating all no, the candy. No, it's okay. But... Help yourself. The thing is, it's, it's the same thing about Sergio Leone movies too. They're not as good without the music. And same is for Old Boy. It's not as good without the music. That is true. And, um, again, with the sound design, I one of the things I really like about Park Chan Wook movies is the fact that he doesn't he uses narration very wisely. Like he's one of the very few directors I know that don't <laughs> overuse narration uh, yeah. and put it in the places that is really needed. Yeah. Like here, I think it also works because the movie has a lot of references to like 
incredibly old uh, film noirs that you I, I did this if you want to know how I got here like that beginning of double indemnity where the guy is lying in the pool and saying do you want to tell me how I get do you want me to tell you how I get here and it sort of started with that yeah and it's like I'm gonna tell you my story who are you Otasao and then the story yeah if they would have told me it would have been 15 years I would have been okay I'm only saying that English version I'm not gonna try to do the Korean one probably not yeah because I don't speak mm-hmm. Korean I mean I can act like it the way which Evans acts like it but I'm not gonna <laughs> oh god uh, so yeah sound great um, the cinematographer oh. yeah you can go no, no I was gonna talk about action action the cinematographer Chung Chung Hoon which uh, I have fell in love with him for the past couple of months Oh really? What else did he do? Uh, he he has done most of Park Chan Wook's movies. Handmaiden yeah. again? Yeah, he did Handmaiden well, again. too. Great. He did Me and Our Dying Girl. He did It, which I think the, it was the best part of the movie. He did Last Night in Soho, again best part of the movie. I haven't seen Last Night in Soho yet. He did Stoker. He did Stoker. He <laughs> did. Yeah, he he has come to. Hollywood and has done a lot of good movies, Incru- including Zombieland Two. Okay, maybe that that one wasn't that good. <laughs> okay, I, I take not it. everything here. <laughs> ah, uh, Hotel Artemis. That was a great movie. I, I haven't watched it, unfortunately. You should. It's uh, yeah. it has uh, Judy Dench, Ju- no, Judy Foster, Judy Foster, yeah. the other, the other Judy, Judy, and uh, it's actually a good movie, but you know. The cinematography is great. Again, it's a postmodernistic movie, so there are a lot of uh, places where you're pulled out of the movie. So, like, oh, yeah, look at this. The hammer being one of them, the calendar being another one of them, the fact that the old guy and the, his younger self are in the same frame is one of them. It's sort of like it tells you I'm a movie. Just be yeah. okay with father fucking. <laughs> Wow, by the way, this is... Oh my god. I'm gonna talk about the father fucking scene for like a bit. Because I remember something and it sort of still makes my skin crawl. It's the fact that the girl was hurting while he was fucking her. Yep. Because she was a virgin. Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> this movie fucks you up, man. Like, this movie really fucks you up. Oh, God. But yeah, it's a... I mean, the action is, again, beautifully shot. And not many action scenes. Like, there are only two that I can think about. The corridor scene, which is the more famous one. And that's the only... No, there... So, there... Actually, I remember a couple more. So, there's the one that uh, he... When he gets out and a couple thugs in the street attack him. That's not... It is an action scene. Yeah, it's like an action shot. Maybe... It's like 10 seconds long. <laughs> yeah, it's more. It's, it's no, a minute it, long. It is quite long. Uh, there's the corridor scene, obviously. There's the ending fight. The ending fight was really mostly shot from the view of uh, Li Wujin, though. Like, it wasn't much about the action as it was about the fact that uh, Oteso was losing. Uh, losing very heavily. Yeah. <laughs> But, great movie. Great movie. The corridor scene is, is still great. 
Okay. Okay. We're talking about all of this. Let's take a break because I want to talk about the issue I have with the movie. impression because of the new James which uses that fucking song oh my god we did to... we, we won't maybe we'll do actually yeah anyways anyways I have a problem with the movie and it's strictly about hypnotism that really didn't make sense to me uh, like yeah. at that point the suspension of disbelief is so suspended that I'm like Okay, fuck, that doesn't work. Not, I'm not talking about the ending scene. I, I guess that's actually a good scene. The part where he's talking about how did we do this to you? We hypnotized your daughter. And we did all of this and all of this and all of this. And I can't believe I'm complimenting Spike Lee's movie. I think the way Spike Lee did it was better. They basically just... Actually, I disagree with you. Because, okay, the hypnotism doesn't make any sense. If you think of it as a very naturalistic movie. But this is not a naturalistic. This is. I I understand what you mean, but the thing is, like everything about the movie is, oh, it's gonna be this outrageous story, in the realm of possibility. Like, you put this guy in a room for fifteen years, and everything feels so real, and in the middle of it, there is this sci-fi bullshit that you have hypnotized you. I think Spike Lee's movie did it a bit better in the sense that oh no he didn't hypnotize no, you his movie just... was so accidental like what if he went the other direction no no I, I, he I, would have I, never met her I, I understand that point but the, uh, I mean it in that they sort of brought up the girl to like this sort of guy that that's the thing I don't like the fact that the, the reason that the girl loves his father is because no no we hypnotized you it's like uh, it's, it's so b-movie 80s b-movie and i'm like it would have been great if the rest of the movie followed that campiness but the rest of the movie is like incredibly believable and this part is just really suspended my disbelief that's the only problem just, I have. maybe it's just you know uh, Park Chan Wook's jum- mumbo jumbo bullshit that I'm he has mumbo in jumbo. every movie he has yeah but in this one, I don't know. I it, I feel like because at that moment I was thrown out of the movie and not in a good way, like with the other stuff. And I was like, "Fuck! It doesn't work like hypnotism doesn't work like that." And I know this, it, you shouldn't look at a movie like that. But when everything else in the movie is so meticulously planned and crafted, 
I'm like I, I won't defend it I get what you mean but I you know you disagree with the part I that I say uh, the sparkly movie did it better no I just disagree with the part that I think you think is bullshit in general <laughs> no. this plot point for me is bullshit I think at least in my mind it would have been better if it, it wasn't hypnotism involved in getting them to fuck you know it was hypnotism involved in connecting them like oh yeah we put this in you that when you hear the song you pass out and then she takes care of you i think there's an underlying psychology to it too like you know it was uh, it wasn't done the hypnotism wasn't done if you think about it in just you know one week two weeks it was done two, yeah. 15 years of but, work but still for me it was like it's not more it's not less believable than that movie Will Smith had with Margot Robbie. Uh, it Focus? I think. I don't it. remember that. You don't remember the movie? No. Oh. I know what movie you mean. It was after Suicide Squad. Yeah. No, it was before Suicide Squad. Oh, really? yeah. Then I don't remember even that. But I wanted to just say that for me, it would have been more uh, powerful. I, I'm beginning my bullshit train now. If they fucked on their own accord, and it was like, you hypnotized me. No, I didn't. Again, that one. You hypnotized me, so I forget about your sister. No, I didn't. You just forget because you're an asshole. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, if that was it, like, you hypnotized me, so I fucked my daughter. No. You you guys just fucked. You just didn't know who you were. You see, it's so easy to Mm, fuck your daughter. I think the story is a lot more allegorical. In a sense, like, again, for that one and a half hour, it might be believable. But mm. during that half hour, it just gets so much past the line of believability that you're like, and like the uh, in the Wikipedia page, it talks about, you know, the allegory and mm. uh, the comparison between Odysseus and Oedipus, who fucked his mother, mother. mother. Uh, wait. Oedipus the king. Yeah, anyways. Odipus Odipus fucked his mother. Yeah. And he didn't know. But that's... I kind of disagree with that. I've read that. The only reason I disagree with it is because Odipus' story wasn't about incest. It was about running away from fate. And here, fate has nothing to do with stuff. No. It's it's a revenge. It's a plot. And that's the only problem I have with this comparison. Mm -hmm. But I understand... Why would you come to this? The only thing, again, the only problem that I'm like, that scene in the movie where he's talking about how he hypnotized you. Yeah, it is unbelievable, but yeah. I, I, ju- I just like it. I think it's so outlandish <laughs> that... Do you ask me? And I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Fuck John Book. But great movie. Do you again. think, do you think it's, it will be a blueprint in terms of like... You know, in the future when we talk about it, we're like, oh yeah, but oh boy, did this and it did it so much better. I mean, it has been so far. Like, uh, not only in the old boy remake, but in a lot of other ways. Like, people talk about John Wick. When when we were talking about John Wick, people would bring up old boy. That Oh yeah, old boy had a continuous action scene too. When people talk about revenge movies, old boy usually gets uh, drummed up. Like, oh yeah, this is a great revenge movie. I think it has reached that status. And again, it's so outlandish that 
a lot of people, like a lot of teenagers, will probably watch it because of the nudity. <laughs> I mean, that that did I ever tell you how? That's how I met Kubrick. Yep. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, I learned about Kubrick because Nicole Kidman gets naked in Eyes Wide Shut. If Nicole Kidman had keep had kept her clothes on in Eyes Wide Shut, I would have never met Kubrick. I wouldn't have watched Doctor Strange Love. I wouldn't have watched Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, yeah, I guess it's a it's great on so many levels. I think. Yeah, because it doesn't glorify the revenge. It punishes oh, yeah. it severely on both sides. On both sides, yeah. It doesn't glorify incest, despite the, the fact that we've been talking about father fucking and stuff like that. It doesn't glorify it in a but it. Okay, I'm gonna be without any devil's advocate here. I feel like, in a sense, the way they show Lee Jin's scene with his sister, that is kind of romanticized, but I understand why. I think it's it. more erotic than romantic, I think. I mean, the way they playfully, ah, oh, don't touch me. That's your sister's body you're touching. <laughs> uh, I think, oh, like some people, candy. yeah, it's okay. I think some people this think. This one is orange, by the way. Oh no, my favorite. Oh, no, it's okay, it's okay. Uh, I think, uh, again, um, what was I saying? Is it about incest? It's not about incest. I think many people think this story might actually have a moral. <laughs> there is, There are no morals. The only moral is don't fuck your daughter, I guess? Uh, no, there are, uh, the only moral is that just, you know, uh, keep your head down, live your life, don't uh, mix don't... up with other people's business. That's if you want to you know, I mean, have a moral, which is a really good one. It, it, it isn't a good moral, I think, because it, it's con, it's a conformist moral. Yeah, don't don't worry about shit, just let it go. So, no morals, no... no it just, it's, it's a painful story yeah. that doesn't end well. And the it, ending is quite... Awesome. That's how you yeah. do an end, Mr. Nolan. Despite the fact that I love Inception, I do hate the ending. <laughs> and I think the ending into Old Boy, especially that final shot of Odessu, just yeah. laughing somewhere in between pain and joy, is. Yeah. He remembers. I don't. He remembers something. You think he remembers? I think he remembers. I think even if he doesn't remember uh, exactly what he did, he remembers something that he shouldn't have yeah done. i can agree with that i can definitely agree with that but so do you recommend <laughs> absolutely yeah. i think i don't think i do recommend <laughs> unless you're really into sister fucking i think uh, again one of how can south korea have so many good directors jesus fucking christ i mean it comes from living next to a literal Bomb. Bomb. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, we can do whatever the fuck we want because tomorrow he might wake up and say, yeah, let's nuke South Korea. For those of you who don't know, South Korea's neighbor is North Korea. In case, in case you didn't you know. weren't aware of world politics. Yeah. No, yeah. Or in case you didn't know about a world association, like, where do you think North Korea is supposed to be? I don't know, I thought it was above Japan. It's like North Korea, Japan, South Korea. <laughs> yeah, those guys are great. Yeah. Uh, Bong Joon-ho, Park. 
Chan-wook. Park Chan-wook. Um, I don't know. Kim Ki-duk. Ah, oh, the late Kim Ki-duk. Yeah, there are a lot of... The asshole. Was it he an asshole? Yeah, he was a kind of a rapist, but yeah. his movies are quite good. Oh. Fuck you, South Korea. Yeah. <laughs> With one director, you ruined your... I, I might have actually... I mean, we can still get some... Uh, not diplomas, what do you say? Scholarships. I, I'll oh, talk yeah. about that with you later. But fuck yourself, Corey. Till yeah. then. <laughs> fuck you. Anyways, and let's talk. Talking about fucking things. Yes. Let's take a break and come back with Spike Lee. Fucking South Korea. Who is this? I believe that we are solely responsible for our choices. And we have to accept the consequences of every deed, word and thought throughout our lifetime. That was written by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, Joseph. And now, I want you to look at every deed, word, and thought in the course of your miserable existence. <laughs> There's more coming. A formal proposal that if you are successful, Joseph, I think you will find peace. I believe you may even find happiness, perhaps, with that lovely daughter of yours, Mia. No. Mia has nothing to do with this. Well, anyway, I'll be in touch. Oh, God. Okay. We're back. What are your thoughts on Spike Lee? No. Why? Come on. <laughs> well, which one of his movies have you seen? Uh, let me just bring up his... Uh, Filmography? So, yeah. So, I've seen his... Three most recent movies: uh, Black Clansman, uh, Chirac, and, and uh, Five Bloods. Five Bloods. I haven't seen the Five Bloods yet. Oh, there I, is actually another one. I haven't seen Passover. I didn't even know. What I haven't seen it either. Um, I've, I've seen. Seen. I, I, I've obviously seen Old Boy. I think I've seen Inside Man. Ma- not Malcolm X. I've seen Malcolm X and do the right thing, but that's it. I, I, to be fair, I haven't seen many of his movies. Um, I'm okay with the guy. Not a big fan of it as you are. I am I a think, big fan of him. I think there are better black. If you want to talk about black directors, there are better like black directors. So like James Samuel. Okay, I'm gonna plug in my uh, fun facts now. Oh, okay. Did you know James Samuel is the brother of Seal? Yes, I know. Ah, God damn it! I mean, James's name is Henry Samuel. I. <laughs> He's in the fucking movie, dude. He, he sings is in a the song. Fucking movie. He is. Anyway. Do you know Sean Carter, the producer of The Harder They Fall, is Jay Z? Yeah, I <laughs> did know that. Through sheer luck, to be fair, but yeah. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, back to Spike Lee. I've seen a lot more of his movies. I, The ones I love are Malcolm X, Do the Right Thing, The 25th Hour, which is incredibly good. And uh, I've seen the rest too. I even liked Black Clansman. What's your problem with Black Clansman? I, I'm nodding my head. Uh, it, it, it was just really boring. I mean, it's. It, it was, I I I I. It am was I extremely of, boring and kind of like you know um uh, what's this? Uh, 
If you mean it has a very strong message? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it based bases itself on a message that doesn't necessarily um, resonate with me. Yeah. Which is kind of sad to say because, like, let's not even enter those talks. We're, uh, let's first of all let's make one thing obvious. We're not Americans. We don't yeah. experience racism the same way. Americans, uh, Americans do so we can't judge it. Yeah, again, that that was what I wanted to say. Ask you, I mean, is it possible you didn't like Black Klansman because you don't really care about Klansmen <laughs> and their history? Maybe I don't know. Uh, because, uh, okay, this is gonna sound very weird, but there is a context to what I'm gonna say. I'm kind of obsessed with KKK. In a in a, in a scholarly way, like I understand, I want to. I really want to know Dude, their relationship with art. In in, f- in future, people are going to dig up this episode. They're okay. going to take this this specific thing yeah. you said and put it on Twitter and hashtag cancel Ali Khamse. Well, the good thing is my name is so hard to uh, spell. They will probably cancel Ali Khamesh, whoever <laughs> who that guy is. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Oh. Anyways. Yeah. Um, the thing is, the relationship with art is very interesting to me. That I- even the movie brings it up. Like, you know, Birth of a Nation, they used to show that movie at clan recruitments. Yeah. And it's like, why one of the most important movies in American history is literally an advertisement for KKK? And so for that, I kind of find it interesting. And I'm like, and because of that, Black Klansman really sort of speak to me. And I love the fact that it's a comedy. And so all of these Klansmen, like, you know, you always think about this. How do, you, how do these racist people talk to each other? Do they sit around and say, ah, oh, we hate black people. We hate black people. And this movie, they literally do that. They sit around, like, the husband and wife hug each other. And like, how much do you hate these black people? And it's like, it's so funny. It is unbelievable in many senses. Yeah, but it's it's like it's so funny to look if you yeah. like it. It's no, okay. I understand. I understand. What just, we don't like, and we're here to talk about, is old boy. Yeah, old boy. I just wanted to say that when I heard about this movie, um, I watched it after the Park Chan Wook. But like. Were you aware of it, like, during the release? Because I wasn't. No, I wasn't aware of it during the release. Like, I watched Park Chan-wook, and someone told me, you know, there is a remake of that. And I said, oh, let me see who... Oh, my God, Spike Lee! Let's watch this. Oh, my fucking God, what the fuck did you do, Spike? (laughs) Spike Lee has a very strong style. There is none of that in this movie. Yeah. If... Uh, so again, I watched this movie. I uh, we came to a conclusion before uh, recording. It wasn't as bad as we thought it was. Yeah, but it was also very lacking. I, I and Letterboxd, I gave it one and a half stars, which is fair. Yeah, you know? I mean it's again if you if you want to watch it, like you have a determination that I want to watch this movie, despite what you've heard. Go ahead. I don't think you're gonna lose much. It's shorter than the Park Chan Wook movie. It's okay. It has a good cast in it for the most part. Like no, it doesn't. Rollins is doing okay. I mean, it's, it's not his best. He, he's doing his worst John Cena impression. <laughs> like every time I see him, I think 
that John Cena or am I like dreaming <laughs> something? I think he did okay with what the script he was given. I blame the script. I think. It, like in comparison to the original oh no, Odyssey. Dude, that that's unfair. <laughs> it, it's literally it isn't. Like we're comparing apples to apples. No, you know those are apples and oranges in front of us, by the way. <laughs> I just thought of what, it. But I, I think it's kind of unfair because you're comparing your really good script with a really shitty one. It's the same thing. It's not the same thing, that's the problem. Uh the slightly old boy, I think, is uh, missing huge chunks of the story. And a lot of it feels like paint by numbers. You know, like, oh, we ha- we, in the original, we had a, a corridor fight scene. In this one, it literally, like, uh, Josh Brolin uh, throws uh, Samuel L. Jackson to the, his guys and then cut... He comes into the frame, and the other guys come into the frame in the corridor. It's like, yeah, it's the same. And it's not even the same place. Like, you cut from a hotel room kind of harder to a parking lot somewhere. And, and like, the fight ends, cut, a guy stabs him in the back with a knife. Which is something that happened in the original. And I'm like, okay, that, that made no sense. You only did it because the original did it. The same thing about... Uh, By the way, did you know the knife in the, at least the original, was CGI? Really? Yeah, it is CGI. <laughs> Blew God your mind that. with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did. I did not know that. Yeah. Good CGI. Yeah, definitely. Really good CGI. Wow. Anyways, <laughs> in, in like the original, we have the scene that the Samuel L. Jackson guy, I don't even... It was Mr. Park, right? Yeah, Park. Uh, in the original, the guy's name was Park. I can't remember. Yeah, probably. The last guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Park Chogun. Um, mm. He goes and sort of touches the boobs of uh, the girl. In this one, Samuel L. Jackson does it with the Elizabeth Olsen's ass. And it's sort of like, it doesn't make sense in a Spike Lee's old boy. Because in the Spike Lee old boy, the villain comes to the hero instead of the hero going to the villain. Yeah. And sort of it doesn't make sense to do that. But they did it because the original did it. Again. And that's what I, that's what I mean. It's like they beat they hit the same bits, but they're missing a lot of the context and a lot of the story that I happens think in the More between. than that, they're missing the nuance of the story. Oh, of course. Like again, the music. The music in the two thousand thirteen movie is terrible. Who did it? Let's shame him. Uh that's not shame, actually. Rook Lopez? Because I think I know the guy. <laughs> Let me just check it. Do you know him personally? Not personally. <laughs> uh, oh, he did Evil Dead. I mean, he... he oh, did the Evil Dead remake. Oh, no. <laughs> the Evil Dead remake, he did The Machinist. Yeah. He did The Sexy Beast. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He did The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. <laughs> so, that music, that movie actually has like, very good music. He's not bad. He, he's bad in, in this. movie, he's bad. It's yeah. a bad score. Like, uh, I, I, I think, again, the thing is, much like, I'm bringing it back to Tarantino, like our last movie, much like Tarantino, Spike Lee has a very good ear for using already established music, like a lot of rap music. He, he knows great how to do that. And Malcolm X has a great score. He's not good with giving, with um, 
creating a soundtrack for his movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. And so it sort of felt like he was working backwards. No, th- like it's not that. Just that, like the whole movie, Sean Babbitt as uh, Babbitt, I should say, as cinematographer, it's bad. The edit is super bad. Yeah, editing is very awkward in this movie. It, Even the sexing isn't hot. It's. If I wanted to exactly, if I wanted to compare one scene in particular and say why this works and why that doesn't work, is a sex scene. Like in the original original boy, it's this very weird but completely understandable man who has been in prison for fifteen years and is like, of course, I, the first time is going to be so intense and yeah. absolutely horrifying, horrifying because the, you're also hurting the girl, but yeah. she's injuring. It, it's it works on so many levels. And the girl's a virgin. And but then in the remake in the Spike Lee's yeah. movie, it's like. It's just, almost sexy. It's it's just banging. Yeah. And like Elizabeth Olsen's tits are out, and you're yeah. like, I was like, is this the first movie she did naked? No, it's not. By the way, we'll get to. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Oh, we'll get. I, I need to watch first. First. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah. Uh, again, if you need to watch it, go ahead. I don't think you're gonna lose much. Because it's not that bad of a movie, but it is incredibly normal. And that's bad when you know where it came from. It came from a great movie like Old Boy. And it was made by a director that like literally has a... What do you say? What? With Spike? Yeah, Spike Lee. It has, it, he's a very stylized. And it sort of mm. makes me feel weird that, okay, what happened... That a very stylized movie went to a very stylized director and the end result is so... Bland. Bland, yeah. It's like, yeah. Not even one of those crazy shots that you expect Sparkly to do. There like Radio Rahim coming into the uh There are lens. one or two, like when at the beginning of the movie when Josh Brolin is drunk and the camera is oh, yeah. stuck to his head. That... Uh, Josh Brolin is really bad in this movie, by the way. I kind of disagree. I think he's good for what the movie asks him to do. I think the movie is bad. Maybe. I don't know. Because I I do, I did believe him. Let's talk about more important anomaly that's Charlton Copley. Because for the life of me, I cannot understand whether he's a good actor or a bad actor. He is chewing the scenery here. He's like incredibly over the top. It reminds me of Jeremy Irons in like Dungeons and Dragons. It's like, oh, so like I am the bad guy. Like, <laughs> it is so. Because you don't need to be over the top for that role. You yeah. need to be snarky asshole, and he's like, the I don't know. I think he's having fun. Is he? He seems like he's having fun. One of the, by the way, one of the funniest scenes in the movie. It's not him; it's his character, his younger character, father. Bang! <laughs> uh, in this version, the sister doesn't commit suicide. The father kills the family, and in this version, the father is fucking the daughter and the son. And so, okay, this scene is, this scene is great, but like in an unintentionally funny way. He goes into the room. The daughter is in the bed her father and it starts to open her blouse. The dad pulls a shotgun and kills her. 
goes out, kills the mom. For some reason, apparently the son hadn't heard these two big shotgun sounds. Goes there and he says, father, and starts to open his pants and he shoots her in the uh, shoulder. He And then yeah. shoots himself at the, like the whole top of his head gets blown up. Yeah. And all of it is in one take. And it makes it so it, funny that nobody here. It, it, I think it was in one take. Probably, I don't know. Yeah, there, really there, there are a few things that I think this movie did good, but I wish they would have done better. Like adding alcoholism to the father was an interesting idea. The original had it, but uh, not as much. You know what I mean. Like, I think that it could have been an I interesting think, again, idea. you're just pushing it into your viewer's face instead of, you know, giving them more nuanced feel. The thing is, I, I understand the movie did a bad job with it, but I kind of like the idea that the guy who imprisoned him sort of decided to, yeah, let's feed into his addiction. Let's give him alcohol. Yeah, I guess. And, and it would have been much interest, much more interesting for me if he hadn't... Now, I'm going to be sober from now. No. Keep drinking. You Keep know what? Actually, one of the weirdest things in the movie is the woman with the umbrella. Yellow umbrella. Yeah. Like, how did you know... Fifty. Yeah. It's 20, actually, it's in this. 20 in the American version. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. I also like the bellhop in this movie. I think the room in this movie is... More interesting than the room in the Park Chan Wook movie, but the room in the Park Chan Wook movie was more dirty. The room in the Park Chan Wook movie actually, actually there's that great poster where it yeah. is. Uh, what's smile. the quote? Yeah. Uh, if you smile, the world will smile with you. When you're smiling, the whole world smiles with you. I think that's a yeah. Thing. And I understand in this one they had the bellhop, which I yeah. liked. I also like. I, I think they didn't use him at all. But it would have been interesting, like this incredibly jolly black bellhop. The, the other thing I was kind of surprised to see, and don't get me wrong, again, this is going to sound wrong, this movie had nothing to do with race. Um, yeah. Did we... it's... Okay, so first, the important thing is, it was supposed to star Will Smith, but oh. it was supposed to also be directed by Steven Spielberg. No. Take the take Spike Lee and take Will Smith. Yeah, maybe that would have been a better movie. I think because Spike Lee is very uh, in tune about race in a way, at least in my understanding. Like he knows how to make a racially motivated movie, and this movie had nothing in it. And I think this is a movie that actually, if you're gonna bring it to America, and you're gonna talk about an injustice, you need to. You need to bring in yeah, race. maybe that was the idea. Like, okay, here's the thing. I always one wondered about this because, um, you know, the theme of our uh, our podcast is two movies, one story, different yeah. interpretations, and I'm always like, okay, what if the second interpretation was bad? Hmm. Just like the before, previous episode, yeah. who would have you put for this movie? Did, does it have to be the same exact script? <laughs> Let's say not even the same script. Like, the script in this movie is 
broke by Mark Prostetic or something. <laughs> Prostetic. Protosevich. Which root what? I am legend and Thor. No, let's 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 <laughs> not do it. If you have to remake old boy, like you have to. You see this is the problem. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't. But the problem is I'm gonna say if you have to remake it, you should give it to a very postmodernistic director. And then I remember well what the fuck? That was Sparkly. And they fucked that up. I would have chosen Spike Lee, but I would have forced him to write the script as well. Okay. So Spike Lee's same director, same actors? Definitely not. Like Will Smith? Um, not Will Smith. Who? Idris Elba. That might have worked. Someone less charming than Will Smith, I'm saying. I'm not saying Idris Elba is less charming. I'm saying he can be less charming. He can be more intimidating. Definitely more intimidating. That's true. Or, um, I mean, he's new, and I just watched him do a great job. So Jonathan Majors would have been good. Maybe, maybe but John in 2013, David, even maybe John David Washington. Oh, is that? No, Denzel's <laughs> too old. In 2013, he wasn't that old, though. Yeah, seven years ago. Eh, maybe. And I, I don't know. If I... No, I, I would have gone completely up, opposite way. Like, if they told me, okay, who would have made your dream old boy? Mm-hmm. Coincidentally enough, so the original old boy was shown in Cannes Film Festival, which was... I, I know what you mean. I know who you mean. <laughs> Which, uh, I got it. His head jury was Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino. So, yeah, I would have put Quentin Tarantino. But he also made that sort of. Which is Jack Conch. Yeah, but again, we're talking about a hypothetical, a hypothetical yeah. situation where... It was kind of, by the way, that was very lucky for Park Chan-wook. Like, if anyone else but Tarantino was there... <laughs> They would have disqualified him. No, no, no. Nope. The minute they get to father fucking, they say, nope. But nope. Tarantino likes it. Yeah, Tarantino's so, like, like, yeah. Look I, at the legs on that girl. I think I would have given it to him. I think he would have actually put a good twist on it. Like, th- here's the thing with remakes. They need to have something different. Like, nothing, yeah. not by the num- the whole by the numbers. Like, okay, imagine. This is one of, if they had given me old boy, for example. <laughs> What if the daughter was actually working for the bad guy in the first place? Mm. You know? Yeah, I understand. I don't know. What if... Uh, what if the bad guy was the good guy? <laughs> yeah, there are so yeah. many quiz. There are so many possibilities. Oh my God, yeah. So you have to keep incest because that's what gives the movie its bite. But instead of sort of the bad guy being, yeah, because of you, my sister died and all of that. They sort of, um, okay, this is going to be incredibly stupid because I actually don't like how they fall because they do it. It's like uh, the bad guy is the son of the good guy from a previous marriage and he sort of puts his dad away and fucks his half-sister. Yeah, yes, this is good. In this you, context, hear that, you hear that, people, you should give us the movies. 
Uh, and I promise, all of the movie would have been To yours. be fair, I would have not accepted it. <laughs> Why? Huh? A remake of Old Boy, I would even like. They've already done it. What are you doing? <laughs> The, I, I there's have... also the possibility of doing the uh, we're gonna probably gonna do an episode on this but the possibility of doing the Gus Van Sant thing just uh, do the exact same, same thing, thing. shot by shot remake this time uh, from you know colored version to black and white version yeah that could have worked the other person if if you're not gonna go with Spike Lee and add the racial element to it which I think they should have done Cronenberg Go full on gore, like make the movie show all the stuff that Park Chan Wook didn't show. When he cuts his tongue, the camera is on the tongue uh-huh. as he cuts it. Because not that he, era, Cronenberg. Like this is like the year after Robert Pattinson movie, which is oh yeah, gigantic flop. Yeah, I mean even in violence era, Cronenberg, you had a history of violence, which was a good movie. Yeah. Which sort of the same idea, revenge, uh, family, but you know, did Viggo Mortensen fuck his daughter? No. I don't think so, no. No, definitely not. <laughs> but a part of me also wants to see like the most bastard crazy version of this movie. Give it to Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood, uh, he, he doesn't do incest. He does? Unless, give it to Clint Eastwood. Force him to cast his son and his daughter as the villain and his sister. <laughs> Scott Eastwood, and I know his daughter is also an actress. I think so. I know she has a reality show. She had a reality show. Oh, okay. But I do, I'm, I'm pretty sure she's an actress. But, you know, force him to direct his son and his daughter and, the six, and all of the six scenes in the original. Jesus. It's what... Tell me it wouldn't have been at least interesting to watch. Like, it would have, the movie itself probably would have sucked because Eastwood isn't a good director. But the story behind it would have been amazing. I, ah, uh, ah, uh, God, I don't know. Maybe. Who else could, could give it to Ron Howard? <laughs> put Bryce Dallas Howard and... And his other daughter. He and has his, another daughter. No, no, no. Put Bryce as hired and then himself oh, yeah. as <laughs> main character. As the film. <laughs> yeah, balding. Oh, Jesus. I don't know. I don't Let, know. Let's see. Let's see who. <laughs> who what else? are the family members we can't put? I just found it. So, you want to do an Iranian version of Old Boy. You have Masud Kimiai. Then you have Pulad. Okay. And for the girl, I don't know who you're gonna do. Probably not Gugush, but. <laughs> Why not? Why not? It, it, instead of um, brother and sister, it's be son and mother. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and, and all of the sex scenes are extremely explicit. Oh, but I, I found the best one. This is like the best. The movie would have been shit. You put Francis Ford Coppola to direct it. And Sophia Coppola. And Al Pacino as Andy the, Garcia. Andy Garcia. And Al Pacino as the Samuel L. Jackson guy. Like the guy they touch. Oh, no. 
we have gone through to a rabbit hole we're not going yeah it's fun though but the best one is still i think is because tim, he has a son and tim daughter. burton <laughs> helena bonham carter johnny De- johnny De- god tim burton's version of old boy would have been to be honest kind of interesting right I yeah know. I, I, Again, this is the thing about a highly stylized movie, which is Park Chan-wook's Old Boy. When you see it in that style, you kind of want to see it in other people's style too. Like, I want to see what Robert Rodriguez would do with it. It probably would have been much bloodier. Yeah. If What would David Cronenberg do? It would have been much gorier. Probably a few, like, intestines ripping scene. If you give it to Tarantino, it would have been much funnier. If you give it to Guy Ritchie... He probably would have put Jason Statham in it because <laughs> why not? Yeah, why not? Actually, yeah. Statham would have been a good choice for the guy. Is he stoic. Yeah. No, he's I mean, again. He's too stoic. He's too um, hard. Uh, no, not hard. Cold blood. Yeah. He's too hard. Yeah, he would have been good hard. for the daughter. Fucking. <laughs> I think the idea is that. If you have to remake it, make it interesting. Yeah. And do, you know, you want to show father and daughter fucking? Put Michael Douglas and his daughter in the movie. Put Warren Beatty and his daughter in the movie. I just got it. I just got the ultimate casting. Yeah. Phil Collins, (laughs) Lily Collins, Edgar Wright. (laughs) There you go, Hollywood. We solved the problem. Make old boy great again. <laughs> God. Moga. We need to do that. Ha- now that I think of it, we need to do a hashtag every episode. Oh. Because that would be fun. Yeah. We're gonna make make old boy great again? Yeah, let's yeah. let's make old boy great again. Well, do you recommend Respect <laughs> this old boy? Uh, in all honesty, I. I just don't see why you should. Maybe once, if you're curious. If you want to see Elizabeth Olsen's tits. Okay. In that case, buy a Mr. Skin membership. Richard Charlton Copley. What about Elizabeth Olsen? Is she gonna. Is she a good actress or not? That's a hard question. I like her. But I think, uh, to me, she's like Damien Lewis. Hmm. Or like uh, Amy Adams. Hmm. Good with the right circumstances. Not good all the time. Like, she's no Meryl Streep. She's no Claudia Cardinale. She's no uh, Jeremy Irons. <laughs> That good are good or interesting in every situation. She's good if you give her a good script. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, while the movie is coming out, I mean, she's kind of like. No, no, I, was I haven't it. watched One Division, by the way, so I don't know. I haven't either. Oh, okay. But actually, a great example is the his co- her co star, Paul Bettany. <laughs> Paul Bettany is good in a lot of movies. Yeah, that is true. But he's really bad in a lot of other movies. <laughs> He's good in Margin Call. Not so good in the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> to be fair, that's more on Ron Howard than Paul, poor Paul Bettany. 
Yeah. Who thought that? Oh, we're gonna do a murder mystery. Let's bring in the guy that did Splash. I don't hate Ron Howard, by the way. I kind of like Ron Howard in general. I like him, personally. I think he's a good guy. He likes you, too. Yeah. He I did like... the Development. For that, he has my thanks. I like it. Uh, but, you know. No. No. <laughs> don't make old boy Ron Howard. If you do, you have to fuck your daughter in it. Voice Elsa. Yeah, that's the only... This episode is gonna get that explicit mark, isn't it? Uh, I always put the explicit oh. mark, so, you okay. know. Well. I'm kind of depressed, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> me too. <laughs> because. I had a good day. Like, yes, yes. No, yesterday wasn't actually really good. But I had a good week. <laughs> like, Wednesday, I was really happy. And then I watched The Old Boy, and I was really happy. And then I had to watch The Sparkly Old Boy. Why did you have to do that to me? We could have been talking about 12 Monkeys right now. We... We may, might be in the future. Why do you yeah. spoil this shit? I, I hate love, you. I love spoiling I, I'll shit. I'll kill you. I love spoiling Give shit. Give me that knife. <laughs> no, I need a hammer, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I like spoiling shit. Did you know Kaiser shows it was Kevin Spacey? Did you know Rami Malek was an old boy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> for like 10 seconds. <laughs> before absolutely being demolished. Yeah. Who knew? Uh, so I mentioned Rami Malek because Ali's favorite director um, Christopher Nolan just added oh him to God. his Oppenheimer. movie yeah, Joshua Oppenheimer's biography it's gonna be amazing he's gonna nuke a town I'm just waiting to see which one nuke France do you think Gandhi's gonna be in the movie I, I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, okay, if you I, didn't get that reference, I am very sorry for you. Um, but I mean to the viewers, not to yeah. you, because I know you got that. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm kind of. I know this scene will happen, but I'm pretty sure that I am become death scene will become like such a fucking. Either it's gonna be like everything the movie is hinging on that scene, or it's not gonna be mentioned at all. Probably is the first one. Yeah, because, you know, he ended Dunkirk with, we will fight them in the beaches, we will fight them in the streets, we will fight and we will never surrender the Churchill's speech. You haven't watched Tenant yet. I haven't watched Tenant yet. Tenant, not Tenant. Tenant is the actually really good actor. I think David Tenant would have been good for the villain too. Yeah, that's actually a good yeah. point. It's better than Shelter Copley. If you had a weird face i think that's why they chose him to be honest if it was me i would have done samuel L. jackson as the villain and again but that would have made it racial yeah that would have made less sense i guess i think again if he, i'm kind of feeling bad because i know spikely can do good and i'm sort of Imagining this movie with a really racially overtoned story, like the guy did it, not because of just the incest, just spreading a rumor, but because like deep-seated racial issues. Maybe that was the plan. I don't know. Like I know if that was the plan, they didn't. 2013 do it was uh, the 2013 movie had a lot of issues in production and uh, you know. Uh, yeah studio like justin lynn was supposed to do it steven spielberg was supposed to do it 
this is one of those movies that has been gone through the gone through the ringer, and you know, just you know, unnecessary in the essential meaning yeah. of it. It was whatever. I mean, so let's just end it on that note. Yeah, and I mean, unnecessary. Yeah, what is our next episode? <laughs> Should we tease it? Um, we didn't tease it at the end of the uh, Green Knight episode because we had no idea what it was going to be. Yeah, that is fair. We have, we do have a lot of ideas. Like I'm thinking, we can do MK Mortal Kombat. We can do uh, probably one of our future episodes at least is going to be video game related. Yeah. That is uh, sure. Either Lara Croft or Mortal Kombat. I'd say Mortal Kombat more so because I. I'm okay with yeah. that because I like. And I can talk about the record of Ragnarok, which is a really good Mortal Kombat that has nothing to do with Mortal Kombat. But don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, all of those good things. Remember. Follow us on Instagram even. Yeah. Uh, and remember that the YouTube algorithm is a bitch and it only helps the channels grow that get a lot of engagement. So engage with us. Engage us. Unless you are a daughter. In that case, fuck us. But, and if you want to engage us, don't forget to ring. Like, I wanted 80 carats, diamond. Nothing less. I don't accept it. Ah. I'm an asshole. Well, I know that. No, it's okay. Thanks for listening. This was an exhausted, <laughs> yeah. a very fun at the beginning and a very exhausted at the end. <laughs> but well, thank you for being with us. See you next long. time.